Hey guys, welcome to the Bad Blood Football Podcast. Uh, you know, it's finally the big day. We're, we're all pretty hyped up for this matchup. It's going to be super crazy. We've got the 49ers and the Chiefs. You know, I would say they're, you know, the two best teams throughout the season, which doesn't always happen. So we're just going to get right into it with our predictions. Uh, we hope you guys enjoy it and leave a comment and like and subscribe if you do. So Rob, go ahead and take it away. Um, I can't wait to see Pat Mahomes make you look like a complete idiot after you do uh, whatever mental gymnastics you're going to have to do to pick the 49ers to take this game. So you know, let's hear those. Sean. You should know me by now. I never do mental gymnastics. These are all backed by facts. Okay, listen. So the 49ers throughout the season, let's say, so like, so they started out at 8-0, and and they only played two teams of significance, the Steelers and the Rams, throughout the first half of the season. Uh, through the second half of the season, they won games when their season continued to get increasingly more difficult when they played the Seahawks twice. They only lost one of those. They played the Packers. They won against them in the playoffs as well. They lost to the Ravens. They won a shootout with the Saints, which is why the main reason why I do think that they will be uh, the victorious team in the Super Bowl is because they were able to face the Saints, someone as Drew Brees, you know, who's comparable to Pat Mahomes' ability to throw the ball, uh, and they were able to win that shootout. And they also played the Rams, which they won. Jimmy G, he had better stats in the second half of the season, so he's he's kind of, you know, a renewed Jimmy G as coming into the playoffs. Now, the, his playoff numbers are definitely not as good as they, they should be, but their running game is really pulling that slack. So during the first half of the season, the Niners were averaging 29 points, and they were only allowing 12, 12.75 points a game. Their average passing yards were 225 yards. Their average rushing high was 80 yards. Their average receiving high was 80 yards as well. For the second half of the season, they still scored an average 29 points per game. They allowed 26 points, game, points per game. So I guess you can say their defense was getting a little bit laxed, um, but they were playing better teams. You know, all of their stats went up. Uh, in the in the passing game. So for the Chiefs, you know, during their first season, being a extremely pass-heavy team uh, with no real running attack at all because Damian Williams is, is honestly, he should be on the bench at a different team. He's really not that good. Uh, they were averaging 311 yards per game. Their average rushing yards were 49 yards per game, which is absolutely abysmal. And their average receiving high was about uh, 110 5 yards a game. They're averaging 28 points, which is pretty comparable to the 49ers in the first half of the season. They were but they were allowing 22 points. So they obviously had a little bit of a rocky start. It's kind of a a flip-flop story for these two teams. So the the Chiefs at the second half of the season, you know, they allowed less points. They were scoring the same amount of points uh, on average per game in the second half of the season. But um, but Mahomes was actually producing less yards and the rushing attack actually increased, which I don't understand why. Uh, they really should have kept Mahomes going. Um, even though he's a little bit above average, but I mean, he's still, uh, with the weapons around him, you know, he's able to win them games. Their rushing high on average was 71.5 yards. Receiving high was over hundred yards and their passing uh, average was over 250 yards per game. So when you compare quarterbacks, obviously this is kind of a difference of one, both young quarterbacks. Uh, one is more of a pocket passer in Jimmy G. That's pretty obvious. Uh, Pat Mahomes, um, you know, he can move around with his legs, throw the no-look passes. I don't know why he does that, but obviously it's working for him. So when you're comparing it to quarterbacks, uh, Mahomes was out for a couple of games. However, he still did gain more yards. He had 4,031 yards, while Jimmy G had 3,978 yards. Uh, Jimmy G had one more touchdown at 27 touchdowns. Pat Mahomes, 26 uh, Jimmy G had double, almost triple the amount of interceptions. Now, that might be to his first year actually really being a starter. He's almost almost like a rookie at this point, especially starting. 
He had double. I the think it's of because sacks. he sucks. <laughs> well, you're just fucking wrong, Sean. I, I I think Jimmy G is a very solid quarterback. I mean, to be honest with you, he had better um he had better pass accuracy on average. Uh, so he is twenty for twenty nine most games. Uh, when Pat Mahomes and the uh, backer quarterback ended up coming in, they were twenty three for thirty five. So I mean, he had better accuracy throughout the entire season. And during I don't know the, about I don't know about that. He he was more accurate. I mean, it, it's in the statistics. He was more accurate than Pat Mahomes uh, throughout the regular season. Throughout the regular season, but when we're talking about the postseason, Patrick Mahomes is the highest career passer rating, touchdown to interception ratio in the playoffs by any player in the Super Bowl era. No, so no, and and and, and that is from. that is definitely you know no, you're definitely right. We are talking about now, but I I do think the season as a whole is going to be um, kind of the story for this Super Bowl because I mean. You have two teams that are really hot right now, regardless. Um, but I think the longevity of the 49ers is going to kind of show where it's going to be they're a run-heavy team at this moment in time. We want to talk about now. Raheem Mostert is uh, dominating. He's arguably more of an effective player than Pat Mahomes because you throw everybody off balance. With a running attack that is so dominant, getting almost he had over 200 yards, like I said, set so many records uh, in the championship game. He's an unstoppable force, at least against the Packers, and I'm curious to see if he's going to produce the same amount uh, against the Chiefs. So this 49ers triple threat, rushing attack with Raheem Mostert, Tevin Coleman, Matt Pereira. You know, they're all healthy for this game. So that's going to be an interesting kind of look at this because you're going to have three healthy running backs that are going to be absolutely, you know, monster games. I'm assuming that they're all going to be very uh, involved in this game. It's going to take time off the clock because unlike the Titans, they're actually going to have a quarterback that's going to be able to produce. I'm not saying Ryan Tannehill did not do his job in the championship game against the Chiefs. However, Jimmy G is always going to be better than Ryan Tannehill, especially in this situation. And then you have three good running backs, not just one, who are able to carry workloads um, kind of throughout. And then you have receivers such as Debo Samuel, who's a rookie. He's their middle, like he's the guy who catches things over the middle. He catches the ball, takes the hit. You know, it, it, it's it's always him. You know, he has. Uh, 19% involvement over the games, which is, so I think, you know, he was he was involved a fifth of the time throughout most games. You know, you also, you also have guys like Emmanuel Sanders, you know. So the 49ers acquired him from the Broncos after trading, you know, a third and fourth round pick to them, which he overall started to perform more for the Niners than he did for the Broncos, which I think was a fun, phenomenal trade. Uh, they really should have maybe tried to get that in the beginning of the season to get him into the offense more. Um, but he overall was involved in this offense a fourth of the time. Jimmy G looked his way at least uh, seven times in the first two games he played with them. He had almost 70 yards per game and a touchdown in both games. Uh, here come those mental gymnastics I was telling you guys about. So, you know, he's he's been talking for like an hour here, and uh, I still don't understand, you know, what the 49ers have shown him to make him think they would win. You know, they faced the Packers and the Vikings so far this playoffs, two teams that, you know, basically sucked. Like, I can't even just really some of the weakest teams in the playoffs. So, you know, wh- what do you think about that, Rob? Like, what have they shown in the playoffs that leads you to think they have any chance of beating a team like the Chiefs who, you know, they got 51 points against the Texans and they killed the Vi- the Titans who looked like a fantastic team, probably the third best team this playoffs. Um, you know, what, what do you think of that, Rob? Yeah, no, 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 no. I this. I can't disagree with you. The Vikings are garbage. They that was that was a preseason game for the 49ers in my opinion. The Vikings were just they were they looked horrible. So I'm just going to skip that because that was an automatic win in the 49ers book in my eyes. The Packers on the other hand, 
although they started out poorly, um, I do think that that was the best showing for the 49ers offense that they have shown all season, especially looking at the running uh, running attack, stuff along those lines. He, Aaron Rodgers is a Hall of Fame quarterback. He definitely turned on the Jets at the, in the second half of the game. That's that's undoubtable. He's playing like his own self. Obviously, he didn't have a Hall of Fame game as a whole. You know, Aaron Rodgers, he's going to be comparable like Drew Brees and Pat Mahomes. They play the same type of game. Uh, especially Aaron Rodgers, more like Drew Brees, is going to be a little more active in the backfield. So he, he kind of mimics uh, Pat Mahomes. Obviously, the Packers are not on the same level as the Chiefs as of right this instant. Uh, but I do think that that was a, it's a good showing of what the 49ers can do. And their defense was able to shut down a Hall of Fame quarterback in Rodgers. I just think that it's going to be the same deal against the Chiefs. I think that defensive line, uh, Bosa, Armstead, all those guys are going to be just dominant up front. The Chiefs' offensive line is not going to be able to stop them. I know for a fact. And Mahomes is going to be on his back, I bet, I don't know, six or seven times this game. I think he's going to be too cocky with being, you know, trying to get outside the, the, the pocket, trying to, you know, do his no-look bullshit, and all that stuff. It's just, it's not going to flow against this, this 49ers' dominant defense. I don't know. I don't think uh, Aaron Rodgers is fit to be Pat Mahomes' water boy at this point. So, uh, I don't know. That was really the most that idiotic comment you've ever made. His water boy, bro. Pat Mahomes has not shown his ability to be a Hall of Fame quarterback, unlike Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers has shown time well, and time he's again. He's so young, man. No, but, the, Give yeah, him but some Aaron, years. Aaron Rodgers was showing that when he was that young. He was always promising. All right, well, he, Pat Mahomes has only been in the league for a few years now. Give him time. He'll be a Hall of Famer. And I don't know why you're uh, you're trying to make the Packers fans that are uh, listening right now make them feel better saying it was a good matchup. I don't think that was a good matchup at all. Like I said, uh, when we predicted that game, I knew the 49ers were going to win. I knew they were going to shut down the Packers' run game. And when you can't establish your own run game, that kind of puts you at a deficit. And I just – honestly, I don't see – and in comparison, the Chiefs had a way harder postseason schedule so far. I mean, look at the Houston game that they had to face. They were at a 24 deficit in the first half, and they came back to that and scored 51 points in their fucking face. And then they came into this Titans game, who had the best rusher in the league. And although the stats are all in favor of the 49ers and their defense ability to stop the run game, the Chiefs stood their ground. They fucking stopped the best rusher in the league. And, I mean... I think they can play to whatever ability and uh, any kind of dynamic that the other team is going to try to throw at them. I don't see uh, this three-headed monster that you're saying the 49ers are running on that offensive running back squad. I see the Chiefs um, fighting back, and I see them holding down their ground. Um, so for me, I'm, I'm looking at the Chiefs in this game. I mean, I think they're going to do phenomenal. I know, um, like I said before, Pat Mahomes has the highest career passing rating in the playoffs in this whole Super Bowl era currently. And like another, and people that I love to watch, obviously Travis Kelsey. And when, if we can compare the two tight ends on these teams, yes, both tight ends are phenomenal. But I mean, Travis Kelsey is all around just a way better tight end than uh, George Kittle. Um, he's had four, 408 targets, 283 receptions, through over three and a half thousand yards and 23 touchdowns. And that just blows the stats out of, uh, blows Kittle out of the water. Like, uh, there's no comparison on that side. I know there's a good a bunch of matchups with the um, the Chiefs and 49ers that we should definitely look into, which is the Honey Badger at safety against uh, George Kittle, which I know for sure they're going to be matching up. And another thing, uh, while, we're, while you were trying to speak on uh, behalf of Garoppolo and how well he's performing this postseason, I mean, 
he did a horrible performance this last game against the Packers. I mean, he took on the uh, two two early on games by Tannehill, only averaging 77 yards a game. Uh, why do you think he's going to be even more dynamic now at this point? I don't see him being as dynamic. I see him being the same as he played against the Packers, and I see the Chiefs holding their ground. Um, the Chiefs obviously are were by um, ESPN are the favorite, and I'm sticking with that. I think they it's uh, they earned it. They're a way more dynamic team in my eyes. But uh, I I mean I believe in Pat Mahomes. I think he's an overall way better quarterback than Jimmy Garoppolo is. I think their defense can hold the ground, like I said. Um, I definitely am. Um, astonished by the Chiefs special teams. They've done a phenomenal job and Hardman has been fucking returning that ball like no other. So I could see them performing well on um, all sides of the ball in this game. I know it's going to be a really great game to watch. I'm very excited for this fucking game. I'm going to address your your comment to why Jimmy G has been, in your opinion, terrible in these last teams because I 100% disagree with you. I think that that was a very misinformed statement. So Jimmy G, he has been carrying the weight that he needs to. So he was, you know, he only had, what is it, 16 uh, attempts over these last two games, but they've been feeding it to the, the people that they need to and Tevin Coleman and Raheem Mostert. So, you know, you, you feed the beast as he keeps going. You know, like, you don't take away from that because, like, I mean, granted, yes, it's a it's a one-dimensional offense. You're only running the ball. It's just like the Titans were, and I, I agree with you. And Ryan Tannehill maybe looked better, and I agree. But Ryan Tannehill was at his maximum potential when he was playing. That's the problem. Jimmy G has all this bottled-up potential. He's going to unleash during the Super Bowl if the run game is stopped. Because I do agree. Frank Clark, he leads in sacks. You know, that defensive line is, is comparable to the 49ers defense. But I do think that if if the run game gets stuffed up, I think Jimmy G can do a better job than Ryan Tannehill can. I think that's just he's proven himself time and time again throughout the season um, to be a quarterback that they can rely on. Now, I'm also going to address the comment that you made about them being down by 24 points. Now, they have, or actually, they've been down 24 points in the last two playoff games that they've played, which is terrible. Any other team besides them would have lost those two games without a doubt. However, they haven't played a defensive team like the 49ers in the playoffs that will be able to actually stop them from getting any points. So, you know, if they decide they want to start slow again, if Pat Mahomes doesn't wake up until the second quarter, they're going to be in trouble. If they're down 24 points on the 49ers by the half, they're not going to win because that defensive line and the defensive backs, you know, I always say it, but Richard Sherman, Jimmy Ward, Kawan Williams, all those guys are just, they're phenomenal. They've been phenomenal. Richard Sherman, like I've been saying, he is phenomenal. And I do think it's going to be very troublesome for the people on his side of the field. We discussed it last time. He doesn't move with the receivers. I think that might be a little bit of an issue because of Tyreek Hill. Um, but, you know, if he's, if he's you know, throwing coverage on Travis Kelsey, it's going to be, it, you're not going to throw to him. And, I mean, maybe the no-look shit will work for a player or two, but, I mean, I think Richard Sherman is smart enough to not, you know, overthink things, and I think he's going to be a troublesome cornerback uh, for Mahomes to deal with. I don't think I don't think Sherman's going to do shit, dude. You got two huge mismatches. So you got, you know, Tariq Hill is just going to burn him, 
like so easily, so much faster. And then you got Travis Kelsey, who is just way too big. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just think that Mahomes has exactly the tools that he needs to get by a corner like Richard Sherman. And I, I don't know. He always throws in the perfect spot. You know, he's not going to give up interceptions to this guy. And I don't even I don't even think he's a concern. You just treat him like anybody else. Well, and like. Well, and like going against Richard Sherman, I don't know if you guys have noticed or saw, but he only performs, he performs 97% of his coverage on the right side of the field, the right side of the ball. So if you can line up your your main receivers, say Kelsey and Hill on the left side, he's not, he doesn't feel comfortable in that area. It's been, I mean, that's a fact. Now looking at the stats, like he doesn't go over that side of the field because he feels way more comfortable on the right side of the ball. So if you can uh, set your offensive lineup on the left side with your star receivers and have those other weak corners try to defend them as such, like you said, Tyreek Hill just burn right past them. I mean, that's a clear shot for a good deep ball by Pat Mahomes. Listen, so Kawan Williams is not a weak link on this defensive backfield. I think that he is a phenomenal quarterback. And yeah, Tyreek Hill might be fast, but like the Titans took him away. Because he was not producing like he should have. Now, granted, they have Sammy Watkins, which is a you know comparable comparable wide receiver. But I I think that you know you take him away. Travis Kelsey was shut down last uh, the week before against the Titans. You know it's he's playing hurt. He is playing hurt. You know what I mean. So like you're 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 you have this banged up receiver core, which granted everyone's banged up at the end of the season. That's why they give them that extra week off to kind of recover. You know, there's no real big injuries this week, which is a good thing. I mean, it'll be able to show this the absolute power of these two offenses and defenses at the maximums, which I think is fantastic. It's going to be very exciting. But I do think the defensive backs for the Niners are going to be a level above these receivers 100% of the time. Travis Kelsey may be the only one that gives them problems because linebackers will be covering. Now, I'm not saying linebackers can't cover, um, but it's going to be a little more difficult just because Travis Kelsey is so big, very large target, very reliable uh, when catching the ball. So, Rob, what does a game look like that the Chiefs end up winning here? So, like, you're predicting the 49ers to win, but what does it look like if the Chiefs end up taking this game? What do they need to do well? What do they, you know, what do the 49ers need to do wrong? If You know, either way. So, the 49ers need to be completely shut down. If the defensive line of the, of the Chiefs are able to completely disintegrate this three-headed monster that the 49ers have, because it is. They all have over 500 yards a season, which is phenomenal. With three running backs over 500 yards, you're able to spread that ball out and get different uh, looks from different running backs. And I have to I have to disagree with you right there, Rob. Um, this three-headed monster, as we've seen with other teams where, as we were talking about with like Houston, uh, with Duke Johnson, he was on fire, yet they still gave the ball to Carlos Hyde. Am I wrong? No, you're right, and I totally agree. They should have gave it. And so, do, do you think like spreading the ball out that much between three different players is not going to give them enough carries to get them uh, like motivated and get them going down the field, get anyone hot on their running back core? I just feel like rotating through all three of those guys consistently will not get them, and at least one of them feeling comfortable enough to like be explosive oh, on no. their offensive side. So what I think needs to happen is they need to do what they've been doing is, you know, feeling their way through this. So if if Raheem Mostert gets hot again, keep giving him the ball. You know, those two running backs will get some carries, but that'll just be to give Mostert a break. If Coleman gets hot, same deal. But going back to, like, what the Chiefs need to do, in my eyes, to win this ballgame is to, A, shut down the run game, B, 
you know, make Jimmy G very uncomfortable, especially once they shut down that running game. They need to put him on his back and, um, you know, make him off balance the rest of the game. Pat Mahomes has to have, dare I say it, a Hall of Fame game to be able yes. to even have a uh, chance at beating this, this 49ers defense. And Tyreek Hill needs to actually be able to catch the ball when he's targeted. Uh, Travis Kelsey is going to get his catches. That's uh, that's un- that's undeniable. He needs to score probably at least two TDs to even be in this game because you have to target that big tight end. Uh, but I think that 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 defensive backfield is going to be a little troublesome for guys like Sammy Watkins. You, know, he's a big guy. He's good, uh, but I do think that he's going to be heavily targeted by these defensive backs and safeties. Where you're going to have Tyreek, who you know. He did punch his pregnant wife in the stomach, which, I mean, that might come back to bite him with some karma. Um, but, but... Yeah, I, the I man's guess. here to play. Boy. You're right. He is here to play, but you don't punch a pregnant woman in the stomach. But, I, I, yeah, I, I digress. So, Tyreek Hill needs to get his shit together. Sammy Watkins, just better watch out for those deep safeties. Uh, the cornerbacks are going to be all over him. Travis Kelsey is going to have to deal with those uh, linebackers. The offensive line is going to have to perform phenomenal against his defensive line. That's, that's absolutely dominant. Yeah, the Chiefs need to have a flawless game. Everybody needs to play Hall of Fame football in this game. So my, my problem with that is that the Chiefs held Tennessee to just 85 yards. And, you know, I don't even think it's arguable, really. I mean, t- the Titans have a much better rushing game than even the 49ers do. So if they're so able they to gave up though. to Derrick Henry. We, we discussed this last week. So it was a bad coaching move. They should have kept feeding him. He, it is shown time and time again that Derrick Henry gets going in the second half. He has almost all of his yards in the second half of the game. Why in the world were they not giving him the ball? Even though they were stopping him, that's that's undeniable. But you keep feeding him, they're, they're going to wear him down. Like Even a guy like Frank Clark, he's probably over 250 pounds. He's an outside backer. He's used to hitting these big guys. But Derrick Henry, he's a monster. They should have kept giving him the ball. And I think the 49ers will be smarter than that. You know, you got you got a little bit smaller guys. They're obviously not Derrick Henry size, but they're quicker. I think that those guys are going to be more of a challenge for this defensive line to really, you know, handle in regards to that. And plus, you'll be able to keep them fresh if you be able to rotate them. But you know, to go back to why the Titans had you know 85 yards. Okay, the Chiefs had a good game. Bad coaching on the Titans side, in my opinion. I don't think the 49ers are going to be nearly as stupid as that. And I think that's just how it's going to be. Okay. Yeah, I see where you're coming from, but I want to hear you know what Dan thinks. About- All right, and I I mean I agree with you on some points on how the Chiefs uh, need to get this dub. Um, I mean you got Travis Kelsey who averages uh, seventy almost seventy four yards per game in the playoffs. He's the most among tight ends in the Super Bowl era. Um, I don't agree with your earlier assessment that you were saying that the uh, running backs are too weak. I know they're not the greatest, and the stats show that. But um, I mean. To, and also to come back on your your criticism about Mahomes is his no look pass. So I could see that happening down in the flat with his running backs if he gets pressured by Nick Bosa or any any player on the defensive line from the 49ers. Um, so maybe not uh, the run game might not all be there for the Chiefs, but they're very uh, diversible and they're gonna check. They're gonna do a lot of checkdowns. I'm assuming if it's not down the field with uh, Sherman and all these other guys in coverage but i just don't i just don't see the 49ers pulling this through to be honest i don't think jimmy garoppolo like you said he needs to the chiefs need to make him play this fucking game 
He can't just skim by while his running back runs all up and down the fucking field. And I believe the Chiefs are going to be able to stop him, which will force Jimmy Garoppolo to have to make big plays. And I just don't think he's uh, ready for that. I don't see him having a great game at all. I see him having an average game. Um, I definitely don't think this is going to be a blowout game by any means, but I don't see this being a game where Jimmy Garoppolo can hang. So, okay. So I, I think we actually had this conversation. So we all agreed that Jimmy needs to prove himself. And the way he's going to prove himself is if he's not able to be comfortable just giving the ball to his running backs. I think we all agreed on this, that Jimmy G has not proven himself to be a you know phenomenal quarterback yet. It's it's surprising with his stats, you know, he was, uh, you know, throwing an interception every, like, you had two touchdowns to every interception, stuff like that. I think if he's able to have a game that he's going to have, in my opinion, I think he's going to have a phenomenal game. I think he's going to kind of harness his inner Brady and really come out and, and just light up this field, and it's just, he's going to come in when the time is needed for him to come in and absolutely dominate when he needs to and I think that's what's most important I know he has not proven himself I understand this um but you know he needs to prove himself at some point and what a better time to start than now all right guys so do we have any closing thoughts that we want to end here with I honestly think I mean also just pointing out like looking back at the Chiefs regular season I don't think that has really been talked about too too much um I mean they were at a deficit week one Tyreek Hill got injured they were without their star receiver for multiple games. And then you look into how they performed without him, and they still were getting win after win after win. They uh, started the first five games in the regular season 4-1. and one. And then to advance onto that, in week seven, you had Pat Mahomes go down. And, I mean, regardless, they had a, a loss in the next three games that he was out. But the, when they came back, the record was still phenom- like almost flawless. They only recorded two losses in the first set, uh, first 10 weeks of the uh, regular season. So I, I just I, I think the Chiefs performed really well, even without their star players. And now that everyone's healthy, like you said, no injuries going into this game. Everyone's playing the fucking ass off this fucking game. And you got all your stars on the field. I think the Chiefs got it. Pat Mahomes is healthy. Tyreek Hill is healthy. Travis Kelsey got healthy off this off this uh, week vacation that they had um, during the Pro Bowl. Yeah, like I said, and like everyone listening, um, I'm standing by the Chiefs on this on this game at all, all sides. So I think we need to end with this. I think we need to say our predictions again because I don't believe that I said mine. So I'm going to start with mine. I think it's an obvious thing. I think the, I think the ESPN matchup predictor is the most idiotic piece of software software I, I've ever seen. They have the the, the Chiefs at a sixty four point eight percent favor. I think it's just wrong. I think the 49ers are gonna are gonna pull this out. Thirty eight to thirty four. It's gonna be a very close game. Gonna come down to the absolute wire. Uh in the maybe even overtime. I, I don't even know. Um but I do think it's gonna be a shootout regardless. Uh no matter what. As much as I like to talk about uh, talk up this defensive line, getting Mahomes on his back, it's it's impossible to ignore the fact that he has absolutely lit up defenses the last two weeks. Uh, I do think it's going to be a shootout. I think Jimmy G is going to step into the, his Brady shoes this week and um, you know pull out one of the greatest victories the 49ers have ever seen. And I agree with you on your prediction, but flip that. I think the Chiefs are winning this game 38-31 to favor of the Chiefs. I think they'll do a phenomenal job. Obviously, they've been doing all, all postseason on their offense. Even if they come into this game in, the, in uh, maybe the first half, first quarter, they're below 
the 49ers, I could see them still fighting their way back. They have such an explosive offense that I just I completely believe in this team. I believe in Andy Reid. I think this is his fucking year. It should be his year. He's a phenomenal coach. He deserves it. Um, so, yeah, I'm running with the Chiefs on this one. Yeah, all right. All right. So, you know, in closing, guys, we're going to have another episode. We should release it on uh, probably Tuesday. Um, along with that, though, you should check out our YouTube if you're listening to this elsewhere. Um, we're going to be releasing this unboxing video. You know, Dan beat Rob in our playoff prediction contest. Sad it couldn't come down to this Super Bowl, but yeah, it's already over. So we sent a t-shirt to Rob. He's going to be opening it on camera. He doesn't know what it is yet, so it should be pretty fun. So we'll probably have that released Tuesday as well. So, um, you know, look out for that, guys. Make sure you check out our Twitter. We'll be tweeting a little bit during this game. Um, Yeah, so I'll see you next week.